If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. I'm going to tell you an incredible story. The story of how I met your mother. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Saget. God damn it, that's sad. Bob Saget died. That uh, that sucks. He was one of those. He's one of those guys. I'm a, I'm a '90s kid, right? So for me, it's like Bob Saget was like a, a second dad in a way. You always kind of look to that show and you saw this single dad. And at the time when you're young watching it, you don't understand what that means. You know, you're, you just know it's a house full of people and it's funny at times and cute and moving. But you see this character, and he represented something that really wasn't on screen a lot in that capacity, and that was a single dad raising three girls. And, uh, yeah, man, that it, that sucks. And then, obviously, America's Funniest Home Videos. Maybe that's where you know him best. Maybe it's his raunchy stand-up. That's where you know him best. Maybe it's just the voice of the guy on How I Met Your Mother. I don't know how you knew Bob Saget, but everybody did. And he was so well-liked. He's one of those guys, n- nothing bad ever came out of you know, his past, you know? Can I read you a couple of tweets from people that were definitely uh, prevalent in his life? Yeah. We'll start off with John Stamos. I'm broken. I'm gutted. I'm in complete and utter shock. I will never, ever have another friend like him. I love you so much, Bobby. John Stamos. Mm -hmm. How about Candace Cameron Bure? I don't know what to say. I have no words. Bob was one of the best human beings I've ever known in my life. I loved him so much. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. He had a big, big heart and a wonderfully warped comic mind. He gave the world a lot of joy, and I lived for his life of goodness, for his life for goodness sake, and lived his life for goodness sake. There it is. Sorry, I butchered <laughs> Oh, with that Jim, one. you never know, though. <laughs> uh, Gilbert Gottfried, another aristocrat. Still in shock. I just spoke to Bob a few days ago. We stayed on the phone as usual, making each other laugh. Rest in peace to a friend, comedian, and fellow aristocrat, Bob Saget. Uh, Jason Alexander, Seinfeld. I know that people lose loved ones. Good people every day. No one gets a pass. But the loss of Bob Saget hits deep. If you didn't know him... He was kind and dear and cared about people deeply. He was the definition of a good egg. Too soon he leaves us. Jason Alexander. Mm. And the list goes on. I mean, from Kat Dennings to Tom Arnold, Kathy Griffin, and so many more. Richard Lewis, uh, just about every comedian you can think of. Nobody has a bad word to say about Bob Saget. Um, The story that Pete Davidson told through a friend Mm. is actually probably the best marker of Bob's life. Pete Davidson has a lot of um, has had a lot of uh, mental health uh, problems in the past. He's been extremely open about it. But what we didn't really know is that Bob Saget helped a lot. And in one particular moment, he said when he was having a bad time, Bob was kind of his go to mentor and stayed on the phone with Pete Davidson's mom to help them try to figure out the exact help that they can get. He had gone through some stuff as well, Bob, if I'm not mistaken. So he kind of 
related to it and wanted to kind of take Pete under his wing in that in that way. And he says he did. So, yeah, rare for even the Olsen twins to say anything about anything ever. And they released a statement, of course. Um, that was their TV dad for, for several years. Uh, yeah, it is sad. And the question, of course, the first question that comes up when you hear a celebrity dies is how? What happened? Here's what we know. He was found dead in his um, Orlando hotel room. He was on tour, middle of the tour, found dead around 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. He had just done a show on the Saturday night. He tweeted about it at the wee hours of the morning. It was like 3.30 in the morning. He tweeted how much fun he had that night, and he was so addicted to the stand-up thing again. Please join me on tour. And no um, drug use from what the sheriff could tell. Right away, they they eliminated foul play. So a lot of people are going to go ahead and guess that this had to do with a health event, uh, perhaps a heart attack, etc. We don't know that for certain. There is an autopsy that will be done, so we'll know in the coming in the coming weeks. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. Thanks for all the laughs over the years. He really was one of the good ones. His sense of humor was just, it, it wasn't what you get from classic comics. It was confident, and it was clever, mm-hmm. and witty, mm-hmm. and holy shit. Another loss. Think about it. We lost Norm MacDonald, Betty White, and Bob Saget all within six weeks. Fucking sad. Really sad. sad. Oh, and Norm and Bob were like best friends yeah, too. So yeah. really, really strange. Oh, speaking of best friends, I know there's people who love to fucking hate the guy. Tom Brady is a very <laughs> polarizing individual. He is. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what he did yesterday for his buddy mm-hmm. was pretty impressive. Uh, most athletes have incentives built into their contract. Like if you're a baseball pitcher and you have an ERA of this or lower, you'll get an extra bonus on top of your salary. If you're a basketball player and you make a certain percentage of free throws, you get a bonus. In football, it could be receptions, it could be sacks, it could be touchdowns, it could be rushing yards, whatever. Rob Gronkowski was real close to hitting his incentive yesterday in the final game of the regular season. Tom Brady could have come out of the game. They were winning. They didn't need Tom. It was a meaningless game. Brady stayed in to make sure that Gronk got the yards he needed, and he got a million-dollar bonus. That's nice. You know, he could have just passed it off to the backup quarterback, and I don't even know who that is. I don't know if anybody even in Tampa Bay knows who the backup quarterback is because Tom Brady doesn't come out very often. But for him to stay in the game and get his boy a million bucks, that says a lot about Tom Brady. I love that. And he probably would have done the same thing for Brown, but Brown is no longer on the team. Right. No more AB. Right. I love love that. Anytime I see something like that, I'm I'm usually, I'm more of a hockey person. You know, I watch a lot more hockey games, but I love when things like that happen, even when, uh, you know, players already scored a couple goals. They want a hat trick. So you can see the team members trying their best to get that person the puck because they know that moment's going to be big for them. They want to give that person the hat trick. They want to be that team player. And Tom Brady, you're right. He has a lot of power. They didn't need him in the moment. Why not? Why not give it to Gronk? So that's great. Let's talk about uh, what's going on or not going on here in Canada. If you're one of our international listeners, Canada is fucked up right now. (laughs) It's really, really bad. It's not the Canada you may have visited in the past. It may never be the same if you're thinking about coming here again. If you're considering investing and opening a business, this is not the place you want to do it. If you open up a business in Ontario and and COVID is still a thing, if Doug Ford gets reelected, he could shut you down at any time. And he doesn't care about doing it either. 
We have businesses closed like you wouldn't believe in the two most populous provinces in this country. Yeah, I think it's more so Ontario. I shouldn't just say just Ontario, but more so Ontario is fucked. A couple other provinces. But there's some in the middle that are just sitting pretty, Scott, having a fine time. Oh, yeah, Their absolutely. housing prices aren't ridiculous. They're not paying up the ass for everything. Their, you know, their restrictions are moderate, okay, livable, and they're fine. They're fine. Everybody's doing fine. Canada's the only one that's gone to the extreme Ontario deep end. It's Ontario, really. It, yeah. it's, a, it's a failure I of think. leadership. I mean, I, I can't say it any other way. We don't even know where the premier of Ontario is. He's not doing news conferences. He has not recalled the legislature. There's not even like a photo op that got leaked to the media of him uh, uh, driving HEPA filters to schools. None of that shit this time. Doug Ford is completely missing in action for, by my count, the fourth time in this pandemic. And what in the holy shit is this rumor about Stephen Lecce going on vacation in Florida right now. If that's true, <laughs> so fucking help me. I swear to God, if that's true, Scott. I, uh, okay, so. And again, right now, it's just a rumor, guys. It's a rumor that is circulating on social, probably from people who don't like the education minister. The thing is, I can't even sit here right now and tell you for sure it's bullshit. The education minister is in the province working hard. I can't tell you that because all the stuff that he's had on social media lately, it could have been new or it very easily could have been Mm pre-scheduled stuff or Mm -hmm. stuff that got tweeted from Florida. But yes, there's a rumor out there because we haven't seen the education minister publicly in quite a while. And last Monday when Doug shut the entire fucking province down again, Lecce was originally supposed to be there when they revised the time from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. They revised the guest list. And Lecce was no longer on it. So that has some people speculating. Maybe he is in Florida. I have no reason to believe that is true. I'd love to think that that's not true, but I don't know for sure. I don't know. Like, we're, we're, I don't know if we cross a line at a certain point, but I mean, should there not be transparency with all of that? We should know. Like, I don't know if it should be just part of if you work for the public. We need to know your location. I'm not saying we got to track you like you're with a GPS tracker, but we should know when you're here and when you're not, especially when we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Well, I mean, I think it probably depends on what the project at hand is. Right now, we have two weeks to get schools ready to reopen, and I would think that that would require a vast amount of time from the education minister. Can he do it remotely? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. If for no other reason but general leadership, he should probably be here. And again, I don't know if he's not here or not. This is just what a lot of people are saying on social. Every time there's a post, they're responding. Where's Lecce? Where's Lecce? I heard he's in Florida. Somebody I know saw him in South Beach. I don't know if that's true, but I will say that... Yeah, it might not be. It might not be true. If you're the Minister of Education or the Minister of Finance or of Long-Term Care... Any of these pandemic-y kind of things, yeah, you need to be here. If you're the minister of, I don't know, transportation, yeah, there's not a lot going on right now. We don't build a lot of roads in January in Canada. So I, I that might be okay. But uh, certain portfolios have different busy seasons, and this is a busy one for the education minister. Uh, I don't know where he is. I, 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 I'm still at a loss to explain how Doug can get up in the morning 
and look himself in the mirror and, and say he's doing a good job because we, we don't know. I, yeah, I don't know where the man is. And it's it, it's bizarre that in this state he's not here. I don't know why there's not a news conference daily. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And and everything does change day by day. You and I had a conversation. We weren't on the, even on the radio at the time, but we had a conversation about schools. I thought, and I still think, inevitably, all we're waiting on is an announcement this week to let us know that kids are not going back to class on the 17th. That's just my gut feeling because what are they doing in the meantime? What have they done? You know, Lecce, speaking of which, okay, he sent out a tweet about booster shots. So is that your plan to get kids back to classes, to get everybody else boosters or open up new clinics? I mean, hey, that's great. But what does that have to do with kids being back in class? Oh, we're providing HEPA filters and masks. Okay. So when you inevitably come out later on this week and tell us the kids aren't going back to class, what are you going to look back on? And what do you expect to change? I just don't get it. Uh, but you are of the mind that you you have a feeling that kids may actually be back to class on the 17th. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they're going back next week. But I'll be shocked. They're... I'll be shocked if they, they do that. I'd be, don't get me wrong. Happy, but shocked. There is uh, some provinces that are saying Ontario and Quebec, you guys are fucked. So BC students go back to school today. Alberta students go back to school today. It's the same country. It's the same variant. It's the same virus. The difference is in the premiers right. and, and public health leaders. Uh, they've got uh, Dina Hinshaw in Alberta, and they've got uh, uh, Dr. Bonnie there, Dr. Bonnie Henry out in BC, and they're doing great. We've got this fucking mm-hmm. life-size mouse, Dr. Kieran Moore, running around who does not appear to understand anything about what's going on outside of healthcare. Doug... Ah, fuck. I, I don't even know where Doug is. Education minister, we don't know. But we do know that all of the polls that they're looking at, and they're very influenced by polls right now. They look at polls before they decide what color underwear or tie to wear that day. They're seeing how angry people are. And frankly, because they're so ambitious politically, it wouldn't surprise me at all if schools go back on the 17th, ready or not. Now, I do see a scenario where they might send high school students back but leave elementary on distance learning. Or vice versa. They could send elementary back and leave high school on distance. They could stagger the entry. So they start going back next week, but not necessarily everybody going back on Monday kind of deal or on the 17th. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I truly cannot see any scenario where there's not at least some kids going back on the 17th. I would have sent them back today. I've been very clear about that. Today would have been my start date, just like BC and Alberta, but... uh, I don't know. Maybe Doug has to talk himself into it, or maybe he needs a pep talk. Or- Here you go, Doug. Here's your pep talk. Just get the kids right. back at school. N- not everybody agrees with me or agrees with us, I should say. I know you and I are like-minded on that, where we think it should go back. But when you look at all of the other factors, and not just COVID, I'm talking about all the other factors or reasons to be inside the classroom. It's astounding. I mean, kids that need that need this aren't getting it, that need the nutrition that they only get for, from school are not getting it. The amount of domestic situations that are happening in households everywhere, this is their escape, and they can't get that. I mean, there's so many other factors than just these numbers, but all they can look at is the damn numbers. If we could have a crystal ball and look at the mental health effects and those numbers, man, I wish we had that data. Maybe you guys would change your mind. But anyway, we've talked about that before. That's where I stand on it, and I am... I'm hoping that you're right, Scott. I don't believe you are, but fuck, if you are, I will be so fucking happy. I I have questions about two different things when it comes to this sort of thing. Number one, we're being told that our hospitals are being overrun rapidly and it's because of a staff shortage. And I believe that there's a lot of industries dealing with the staff shortage. Yeah. So 
we have, what is it? Uh, oh, actually, I have the number right here. Let, let's be official and documented here. 412 people in the ICU as of yesterday with COVID-19. Not necessarily from COVID-19, but with COVID-19, 412. Back on May the 1st last year, there were 900 people in the ICU. Okay. Now, they're saying that because we have such a staff shortage, we can't get anywhere close to 900 before we're at max capacity. What is the number? What are we trying to keep it below here? Is 500 the cutoff? 600, 700, 800? I don't really know where the line is. It's all very, very vague and very, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. But when you ask for specifics, okay, well, what what can we do here or there? Nobody wants to answer that question. Is it a ratio? Is it a patient per... um, Whatever it might be, staff member ratio, uh, whether it's a nurse or a doctor, I don't know what it is either. I'm not sure if, see, and that's another thing they're not clear on. Nope. The other thing is before the weekend, it was announced just on paper, by the way, no news conference, no taking questions from the media, no being accountable as the leader. Fuck you, Doug. Uh, Doug did announce that there's going to be a a cut to the hydro bills. We'll go back to off-peak pricing all the time for a three-week period beginning on January the 18th. January 18th is a weird day because that's the day after (laughs) kids are supposed to go back to school. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, and it's only going to be in effect for three weeks. So maybe they just didn't have their shit together, which would not surprise anybody that they don't have their shit together. Maybe they didn't, and they should have announced this last week before they put us all back into this modified lockdown. Or maybe... And this is where people are reading into it that when they say three weeks of off-peak hydro rates, that's because that's how long they plan for this lockdown to go. Right, right, right. Think there's any truth to it or do you think they're just repaying us? I don't... I would. I mean, God, don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the lockdown went exactly like that and they did push it back. I wouldn't be surprised by that. But I don't think this has anything to do with it. They're not going back and retroactively giving people money or or even taking it off your bill. This is probably their way to make up for that though. We we knew, we know now as of the you know the 3rd of January, everybody had to be home that could be home. And so that's going to make us pay a little bit more for hydro. So this is their way of maybe doing that and making up for those two couple of weeks that they were un- unable to do this. Why can't they do it so fast by the way? Does it really take that long in order to set those prices? I don't understand that. As I understand it, it's a series of typing in the new rate and copying it over onto three different cells. Like if you're working on a spreadsheet. Right. You type it into cell, let's say 1A, and then paste it into 1B, C, and D. They're going to ask you if you're sure. You say, yes, I'm sure. Done. So that does take a while to do. Oh, of course. to yeah. type Many four days. different things into one spreadsheet? Many days. Well, listen, this is, <laughs> this is the same government that... <laughs> The same government that has been trying, they say, to get us the accurate numbers about how many people are hospitalized because of COVID-19 versus how many people went in for something completely unrelated and just happened to test positive while they're in there. They may now have no COVID symptoms at all. They're not on a ventilator. They're not even in, in the ICU. We don't know the separation. So we still truly don't even know how bad COVID is right now in the hospitals. We don't. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Know that. This is a, a, a health minister in Christine Elliott who, again, completely dropped the ball. An ineffective minister who doesn't seem to have any sense of anything outside of healthcare and the impacts that these lockdowns are having and the school closures. So still nobody has ordered these public health units. Get the goddamn data out there because people are demanding it. And while we're at it, start reporting accurate numbers daily, including on weekends. Everything that's happening around us right now is because of modeling data, which still is not accurate, by the way. It's because of modeling data, and it's because of a theory about how busy hospitals might get, and of course, the staff shortage. Mm -hmm. That being the case, if we've got tens of thousands of people out of work and tens of thousands more forced to stay home with their kids because schools are closed, and all this is because of hospitals, why can't we know the numbers daily? Why can't we go to Christine's tweet or Ontario.ca every day, like many of us do, and see accurate numbers? Why does everything have to have an asterisk? And why are we still doing catch-up data on deaths from last month? Have you noticed the death toll last week? It was in the 20s, and, and the I think one day it was like 24 deaths in one day. But then there's always some of these were previously unreported deaths from last month. What happened over the last month that you guys just realized, oh, shit, we should have counted that as a COVID death? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it all. Maybe there was other reasons. Like you mentioned, there's other reasons people are hospitalized or they already have this or that. And then they also have COVID. So they didn't maybe they needed the proof. I don't really know. I'm not sure. But it is interesting. That's what makes people so cautious to trust this this whole approach. The vaccine divide is reaching fever pitch. We talked last week about the prime minister stoking the flames, trying to pit people against each other. We had the federal health minister the other day. He, he was basically floating an idea out there, and I think it was intentional to see what the reaction would be like. But he mused a little bit about how yeah, it could eventually be mandatory to be vaccinated against COVID in Canada. There's no logistical way that can be done. It's probably, and I'm only saying probably because we would technically have to wait for the Supreme Court to rule, but it's probably highly illegal to require that. It's not practical in the slightest, and it'll be completely ineffective because we know that whether you're vaxxed or not, you can catch and spread the disease. Whether you're vaxxed or not, you can end up hospitalized. Vaxxed or not, you can infect other people. That's just all there is to it. Mm -hmm. This is the effectiveness of this vaccine that we have. And unfortunately, right now, the ineffectiveness of this vaccine is being blamed on the people who didn't take it. They're really trying to push everything that's going on right now onto the unvaxxed. And as someone who is fully vaxxed, I have a real hard time with that. I got into it with uh, a liberal member of parliament, Adam Vancouverton, on the weekend Uh because he sent out an extremely misleading tweet. And in fairness, he was quoting an article from CTV News that said it's the anti-vax people or the unvaxed people that are filling the hospitals and speculating that, oh, you can't get your cancer treatment because of the unvaccinated. Oh, you can't uh, go in for your colonoscopy because of the unvaccinated people. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's a lie, and it's there to distract away from the fact that we didn't do the appropriate investments in healthcare, and it's there because we have completely mismanaged this whole system. The whole thing is fucked up. Yeah, the unvaxing I've heard, I've also heard, and I still haven't even heard it from an actual reputable source 
that the mutations occur in the unvaxxed. And that's what's giving us all these different mutations, guys. It's the unvaxxed that are that are making these mutations happen, that are making the next strain and the next strain. I, I don't know that to be true or untrue, but that's another thing that, that people are saying. Well, these are the sort of things that they put out there because they're hoping to catch regular people like you and I off guard and make you think. They want to put that idea in your head. The thing is, we don't trust the government anymore. They've they've been so scammy and slimy at every turn in all this. And when we can see that they're openly trying to distract from their failures by pitting all of us against each other, it becomes even more apparent that this is nothing more than a political agenda. So I don't believe that narrative personally. And again, I'm fully vaxxed. I encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Boost <laughs> That's a totally different story. You do whatever you want in that area. But you should at least get your two shots. Again, I highly encourage it. But if you don't want to, that's your choice. And nobody should be able to vilify you because of COVID. Because you didn't follow the crowd and get a shot. It's wrong as far as I'm concerned. But there are some other things going on in this front. Uh, I, our transit system might completely grind to a halt here, Kat. Mm-hmm. For a second week in a <laughs> Literally. Second week in a go... <laughs> Uh, Go is dealing with a 20 to 30% absenteeism yeah. rate. Why is why is Go Transit and Metrolinx being hit so hard by this? Are all industries down 20 to 30% or oh. is it just most obvious because there's a half the trains running that should be and half the buses running that should be? I think a lot of, I think most industries are probably down that amount if not more. Yeah, I mean, this is just from what I'm hearing and seeing, but yeah, have you walked into a store lately? I went to Walmart yesterday. Okay. Half the shelves are empty. Supply chain? Supply. Supply. Because obviously you need people to move products and to make products and to distribute products, et cetera, et cetera. It's a line, right? And if one is impacted or several are impacted, it's going to affect the the fact that there's nothing on the shelves. And sure enough, that was the reason why. Because I stopped and asked somebody, I'm like, what's going on here? An entire freezer. They decided to just dismantle basically and put everything in the other side because there wasn't enough. And they said, yep, no, that's why it's supply. It's not not a lack on our side of, of employees, but it's a lack of the deliveries coming in, probably because of Omicron. As I understand it, this week, the rule kicks in that truck drivers entering Canada must be fully vaccinated. Is that right? Is I, that right? Uh, that's what I've heard. A few truck drivers have flagged that to me and said, you've got to talk about this on After 9. Oh. Because if they do that, the supply chain issues are going to get even worse because be- Americans just plain won't even send shit here. That, that, the, that's going to get way worse if that's the case. I'd never even heard of that before. If you're a truck driver and that's the case, um, send, send us a, more details on that, a DM. I never heard about that, but that's a big issue. Huge Certainly issue. Certainly is a big issue. We shouldn't be stopping. We're going to make things so bad for ourselves. If we do that, we really are. And it's the cost. The cost is just through the roof and it's not affordable for so many people. And I I feel bad for people. I mean, you're locked out of work. The price of everything is up. You're not getting the government support that you need. Everything is just in such a shitty spot right now. But there is reason to think that this is almost over. Uh, Yesterday, I, I believe it was Meet the Press. Another interview with a leading virologist in America who thinks that we're about to enter an endemic state. So many people will I have caught... I love hearing that. I love it. So many people will have caught Omicron that this won't even be a thing right. in a few months. Right. Not to mention we have our COVID season now, which looks like it's going to be basically from November until about March in Canada. It's flu season. It would yeah. essentially be flu yes, season. That's when we get sick the most here. Yep. 
And it's going to be a real tough thing over the coming years to figure out what's flu, what's COVID, what's the cold, what's this, that, and the other thing. Bronchitis and all the other shit that people tend to get in the wintertime. Yeah. I don't envy the people who do tests because they'll be doing tests for a very long time. It's just right now when we need them, they apparently don't have any capacity. But there's a couple other things on this front before we change topics. Uh, Novak Djokovic awarded the right to enter Australia. First off, they fucked him around. This is a guy who will not talk about his vaccination status, although in the last couple of days it's come to light. No, he's not vaccinated. But he does have a medical exemption. Immigration in Australia said, we don't accept it. Fuck it. Get out of here. So it was appealed to a judge. Now a judge agreed with Djokovic. You have a valid medical exemption. Give this man a visa. Let him play in the Australian Open. But that doesn't mean it's over yet because now the Australian immigration minister could still revoke that visa even though the judge said, give it back to him. Hmm. And if the, yeah. the minister withdraws his visa, that comes with an automatic three-year expulsion. If they kick him out of this year's Australian Open and don't let him play, he's out for at least three years. And I don't even know if he would want to go back to the Australian Open even though he's the defending champ. It's causing quite the stir there. Everywhere, everywhere. Well, you know, it's weird because nobody wants to talk about, and I don't even know that we got formal clarification on what a valid medical exemption is. We know that there were doctors writing them, and then the College of Physicians and Surgeons said, hey, we want to double-check all those notes that you guys are putting out because we don't think that they're all legit. In Djokovic's case, he had COVID just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he did. And if you've had COVID, we know that there's at least some natural immunity that will stay for... Nobody's ever clarified, by the way, how long your natural immunity will last because they, they want to force you to take the vaccines. But you do get some for at least a little while. And there's also some doctors, and I didn't know this until Dave told us on Friday, that say if you're recovered from COVID recently, don't get the shot yet. You got to wait a little bit. So Dave can't get his booster for a couple weeks mm -hmm. because he just had COVID. Yeah, out. Djokovic's in the same spot. Even if he wanted to get vaccinated, which he doesn't, he couldn't even get a shot if he tried right now. Did you see all of the shit that's coming out of this too? They're really, a lot of people are trying to put him in a bad light here because he found out he tested, like you said, he tested for COVID. The next day, if you look on his social, he spent the day with a bunch of people on like, and he was unmasked at some point. Really? After he, yeah. So there's going to be more to this story than what we're talking about right now, because this is just coming to light this morning. He did tweet out as well that he's pleased and grateful. The judge overturned his visa cancellation. He says, quote, despite all that's happened, I want to stay and try to compete at Australian Open. Okay. I remain, I don't think he's going to, but anyway, I remain focused on that. I flew here to play at one of the most important events we have in front of some amazing fans. Now, he does have a picture of him on the tennis court. So it looks like he made it that far, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he'll play. But I'm concerned about what he did. I, I mean, I don't know. Is he is he kind of doesn't give a shit that he had COVID and then he spent the day around people? Because, again, according to this report, this is from the Washington Post, in case you guys want to look it up. He found out he had COVID. He tells the judge he found out he had COVID on this date. The next day, he was with people. Interesting. And young children, particularly. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Everyone, you should stay home if you're sick. If you are told to self-isolate, you should self-isolate, even though I think some of them are stupid. Uh, I was out for a walk in Oakville on Saturday. Went for a walk along Lakeshore, and I cut down around the lake, and it was beautiful. 
Turns out my dog loves chasing Canada geese, and I love watching those geese shit themselves as they fly away because a big dog's coming at them. Makes me happy. It's the only thing that scares them, by the way, is your dog. Fuck Canada geese. Yeah, dogs Dogs are the only thing because they're not scared of, like, me. If I'm walking by and Leo's not there, <laughs> hiss at me and shit honk and fuck you. I'm with the, the dog. They're like, fuck, 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 fuck. It's like waddling as fast as they can. They're not saying honk. They're saying no. fuck, 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 What is that thing? So I went for a great walk, and I think in total I did just over 5K. That's a pretty hefty walk for me. Good that, on you. That's like a whole month worth of walking for me. That's nice. And it, But you know what? I'm glad you did. A lot more people should do that. Just dress for the weather, right? Dress for the weather. Whether you have a dog or not, go for a walk. It's good for you. It's good for you to feel the fresh air. Well, there's nothing else to do. So here was my Saturday morning. Got up, grabbed a nice, tall Americano. Beautiful. So actually, it was a venti Americano. Oh, you did, huh? Got a scone from Cobb's. Walk the dog down Lakeshore and Oakville, cut in and around some of the parks and the harbors on the water. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh, parts of the harbor are frozen right now. That's how cold it is. It's great. And like I said, I did a little over 5K. And when I was done, I had just about every COVID symptom there is. <laughs> it, it was minus 10 degrees. So yeah, okay. I had a fucking runny nose. Runny nose. Chills. Chills because I was cold. Yeah. Uh, body aches. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking walking for me. How'd your throat feel? A little bit sore. Well, I mean, I like to have a cigarette every now and again when I'm out <laughs> doing shit. So yeah, I had a dry cough, but it was just like a, <clears throat> and I was good. But every single thing about that experience, just being outside yeah. in Ontario in the winter is, is a COVID yeah, symptom. It is. By definition, I shouldn't you, even be you, here. It shouldn't be at work today. But I have common sense and that it's not Omicron. I didn't fucking have Omicron. I was outside in minus sure. 10 degree weather for yeah. four hours. I mean, you know how to decipher. You know how to figure that out. But I think the you average know. person does. And yeah. I, you know, nobody's talking about, uh, about what to do in that case. But if I were somebody else or I didn't like this job as much as I do, I might just say, oh, look at that. Runny nose. And chills. Mm. See you in a week, I'm fuckers. Hearing, and I'm hearing more and more about that. I'm hearing more and more about people out of an abundance of caution. And and what can your work do? Be like, nah, fuck that. Just come in anyway. They can't. They're not going to. So yeah. And I mean, but if you do feel sick, sick, stay home. You should. Sure. There's uh, some people that are absolutely taking advantage, but there are people who took advantage before COVID. Oh yeah. In sure. any in every single sense of the word. You know what? At this point, though, people have been fucked around enough, and I kind of don't blame them. Yeah, if you want to take a little week's worth of the government money, it would have pissed me off at one point. But at this point, you got screwed, you got screwed, you got screwed. I could see that. I could see the, the work shortages. You know, let's say last week, it, it was your work was out, you know, 40%. Holy shit, I'm doing most of the work now. I'm working double overtime to fi- fuck you guys. And then this week comes around, you're like, maybe I should catch it. Yeah. <laughs> I could use a break. Just like, you know, John... Over here in this department comes back and looks refreshed as ever. I deserve that. I could see that happening. Sure. Of course. There's people uh, using their self-isolation time to go on a vacation. And and you know what? Like I said, at this point, with what you see from our leadership at Queens Park and up in Ottawa, ah, fuck it. Just do whatever you want at this point, everybody. It's basically a free-for-all because no one is thinking about you. Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) Doug Ford doesn't care about you he doesn't care about your family he doesn't care about your business he doesn't care that you can't pay your bills doug ford doesn't care about anything except getting reelected.
Does his family like? Does his family get in his ear? We all know. Especially, uh, I don't know what he talks to his daughter about, but you know, she's a very prominent uh, anti-lockdown and, and maybe even anti-vaxxer. You know, I don't follow her on social. N- nor do I. I've been sent videos before, and I gotta say, you know, in the first couple of waves when she had sent these videos or had seen anything, I thought, oh, Doug's got to deal with that. You know, that's unfortunate. You know, take it seriously. And now I'm going. Can she maybe try to change his mind? Like, could you actually, now I'm all for it. I'm like, could you just get him to ease off a little bit? And I know there are people that disagree totally. They think this is the right thing to do. They think you should keep kids out of school, keep these businesses shut down, take control of these cases. But you have to look at everything else happening outside of these cases. You really do. And some people, they don't care. They don't care about all those other things. They just look at those numbers. And it's frustrating. But I'm not sure if Doug will, you know, what that what that looks like at Doug's get-togethers if they happen. Well, two things I would say is I would never want to be personally held to account for the opinions of my kids. Uh, I, I agree. Agree totally. And we said that before when we've talked about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that you can necessarily blame Doug because his daughter has a, a, an opinion which every adult is entitled to have. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that you can lump him in with that, but I do kind of wish that she would talk some common sense into him. And not that I even agree with her on everything I've seen her put out no, there. No, I don't. But I will say that if anybody can get through to this fucking guy, and presumably he goes home because that's where the dinner is, and I, well, we know he goes home then, I, I have to think that there's conversations happening. And even though the labs are busy right now, I know you scientists have got a few irons in the fire trying to deal with this pandemic. If one of you lab workers could just try and whip up a set of balls for Doug, that would make things so much fucking easier. Because he's got this Peter Uni, that condescending bastard, telling us to stop our moaning. We need to change our attitudes. We need to stop moaning. And, and shit like that. Change your attitude. And he's got modeling data that is completely unreliable, but we're still basing everything off of that. And, and we've, got a, we've been to 900 ICU patients and handled it okay, and, and now we've got, what was it, 400, and apparently the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to gr- jump on that fucking horse, grab the reins, and say, here's what we're going to do. And by the way, last week, I think it was Wednesday, we talked about what we would do. Every one of those suggestions is still a great suggestion, Doug. Hire back the people who got fired because they are unvaccinated, because we've proven now. You can just look at the numbers and see that it didn't matter whether they were vaxxed or not. I think it's so fair to ask for them to be tested. Like we said. Absolutely. That's fair. Yep. Uh, Technically, I think anybody should be uh, tested. If you're in a setting where you work with vulnerable people like a hospital, maybe they should be testing everybody before every shift just to try and be on the right side of this so we're not spreading it. We don't just give you a pass because you're vaccinated like we used to. Remember, if you're vaccinated, you can come and go. No tests. If you're unvaccinated, you got to get tested every day. It seemed to work pretty fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why we can't go back to that. Uh, great article in The Sun the other day about a paramedic, 25 years on the job. She's a mother of three. She made a choice not to get vaccinated, and, and she got fired for it by John Tory, who fired Toronto employees because they aren't vaccinated. And I get that John is probably in the final sunset of his political career. He doesn't want to be remembered for the guy who sent all the unvaccinated people back to work in case it goes south. But listen, you got to ask yourself what the danger is here. Yeah. What is the actual danger? If they're testing before the shift, these are people that are trained and qualified. There were no ambulances available in Toronto on Saturday night at one point. Not one ambulance for a city of 3 million people. It was a, was a code orange or a red alert or something like that. I forget what they called it. 
Uh, I tweeted it out, though, if you want to go back and look. And frankly, it shouldn't be that way. When we've got qualified paramedics sitting at home doing nothing because they don't have, what, less than an ounce of mRNA in their system? Yeah, that should never happen. That should never happen where we're at that point in any city, ever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's change topic here quickly and try and jam a few things into this. Bills are the AFC champions again. If you don't like the Buffalo Bills, I get it. I understand. You don't understand football. So (laughs) I just want to tell you. They're just the closest team, aren't they? Like, let's be honest. Do you like them just because they're the closest team? You You can drive there for a game. Yep. I like them. Because I grew up watching them, and I grew up watching them because they were the closest okay. team. Okay, all right. However, I can now admit that watching that team is amazing. It's a real roller coaster ride because Josh sure. Allen is so fucking good. He is like eight solid stars at a ten. But those extra two, when he's throwing a ton of interceptions and and shit like that, it it worries me. Anything could happen in the playoffs. He could take them right to the Super Bowl, or they could be out in the first half of the first game, which is Saturday night against New England. Saturday night, primetime game, Buffalo and New England in the wild card round. That's huge. That's huge. It's going to be wild. Are they going to win? Uh, yeah, I do think they're going to win on Saturday. I think that they will probably... I could see them winning two playoff games. I could okay. see them beating New England and Kansas City. How far? Remind me, last season they got to first, first round, round. Yeah. and then they were out. okay. Bullshit. All right, all right. Fucking bullshit. I gotta go. I gotta go Bucks because that's just I don't know. I got memorabilia in my house that has Bucks everywhere, but I couldn't tell you how, how if they're gonna win or not. Only because they have Tom Brady's. I say yes. I think that they're gonna win again, again. It's possible they might. Yeah. If Brady wins another Super Bowl. The haters got to stop. You you haters got to stop. Everybody's just got to be on Team Tom if he wins it again because it's nothing left to discuss. He is the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Plans for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee have been unveiled. Buckingham Palace says starting February 6th, Elizabeth will be the first British monarch to reign for seven decades. Festivities marking this milestone will culminate in a four-day weekend of events beginning on June the 2nd. It will include a military parade, neighborhood parties, and a competition to create a new royal dessert. Okay. (laughs) That is exactly what I'd figure a jubilee would consist of, a dessert. Yep. And you know, I want to... It all makes sense. I I really want to be positive about this. I want to... Congratulate the queen seven decades of rule. And and by and large, the monarchy has had a lot of controversy over the years. What? Not nearly as much of it as you would think involves the actual queen herself. Oh, yeah. It's Prince Andrew. It's Prince Charles. It was Princess Diana. It's the kids. It's Meghan. It's all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. But the queen herself has basically been Teflon. She's done a good job at being the monarch. But I'm worried about her. Just this weekend, they applied for a permit. Well, actually, it was last month, and we just learned about it. They've applied for a no-fly zone permit for over Windsor Castle, where the queen resides. Yeah. Why would they need that? 
So they say secure. They didn't give any. It's funny. They didn't give any specifics on why aside from security. And I get that because there is so much curiosity because a lot of people are aware that the queen has had some health issues. It's quite possible that there's also a fair amount of um, I don't even know if at that point you call them paparazzi, whatever, drones perhaps. I'm not sure. I assume this also counts for drones, but there's a lot of curiosity. So all it takes is for you, for someone to snap a good picture and that's that. So there's one reason. Another one, and they kind of made this a footnote when they when they announced that they were applying for it and said, calm down, everyone. It's okay. It's just, we're just doing it for security. Oh, we, we had a person with a crossbow on the premises around Christmas. Well, you could start with that. I mean, if there's a person with a fucking crossbow, I understand. They just really want to up It's very medieval, by the way. They, if you're going after a queen. Crossbow. Why? <laughs> they, probably, they, probably, they probably found it. They dug it up by the wall. It was from, 18, from the 1800s. Surprised he didn't have a mace and a metal hat on. Isn't that fucking weird? Someone with a crossbow. Now, he was taken in. Apparently, there were some mental health issues at play. Fine. Whatever. Um, they, they said it wasn't specifically because of that, but because of security generally, and they needed to up it. And because there's more curiosity surrounding the, the family, good example, all the ones you just mentioned, all of the, all of the drama, there's going to be more curiosity and probably also ahead of the Jubilee. There's a lot of things and people coming in and out and whatnot. That is where she does live. So they just want to make sure that, that the air is clear, literally the air is clear of anything that could cause some issues for the family. Happening next month. You've got just over a month to wait, everybody. Coming February 21st, President's Day in America, the Truth app will launch. This is the one from Donald Trump's media company. Because Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. That's why I've never heard of it. (laughs) Because they all kicked him off the platform because they didn't like what he had to say or they disagreed with him or they wanted to try and control the amount of influence that he had. He said, fuck you. I'm just going to start my own social media platform. And maybe others have considered it, but it's not an easy thing to do. And I'm sorry, it's called truth? Truth. That's what it's called. Okay. Yep. All right. So one of his top advisors launched Getter, G-E-T-T-R, building a big following among conservatives and now passing 4 million users on Friday. I've never heard of Getter, but Trump's- Trump's media company has said that their app will include plans for a subscription video on demand service. There will be entertainment, news, podcasts, and then the actual social media platform itself, which apparently combines a bit of Twitter, a bit of Instagram, and a bit of Facebook all into one. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. If you want to do it and you have the capital and the technology to do it, but again... But you're behind it, so you know it's not going to be the next thing. I'm sure that maybe but they, maybe that's not why he's doing it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's not why they're doing it. They're not, they're not trying to be the next TikTok or anything like that. No. They're not trying for that. No. This is for people who have tried Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and, and maybe even TikTok to a certain extent. And they don't feel like they have a place. There's a lot of shouting down happening right now because people are very passionate about things like vax passports. They're passionate about the pandemic response, about what we should do with Russia in Ukraine and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, unless you're on the quote unquote right side of it, you will get shouted down by the left. So he said, fuck this. 
I'm going to create my own platform because I got kicked off all those other ones. And I'm going to invite people who have similar thoughts and values as I to come on this platform. And we can discuss things there. Okay, well, what did you really accomplish, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? You kicked Donald Trump off and, oh, now you don't have to worry about it. You canceled him. Good for you. Well, now he's just going to do his own thing. And now it's not in plain sight where everybody can see it. It's not out there where everybody can have a conversation about it. It used to be Donald Trump could tweet, you know what? I think wearing masks is bullshit. You should take your masks off. You would have a million comments on that thread from some people who say, yep, that's a good idea. Other people who say, no, that's a bad idea. Now you're not really going to know what Trump is tweeting or truthing would it be truthing is, Truth. is, it's called truthing. is that the verb version of sure, that why not we don't know <laughs> it could be a lie truthing though imagine and, you send out a lie and a truth yeah i mean uh, nations around the world <laughs> invest a lot of money annually into trying to figure out what their opponents are up to do you really want all this happening underground in secret channels but is it underground i mean who's to say that people who aren't going to keep an eye on this will keep an eye on this and be on the truth app as well i mean does it cut you off like do you have to take a survey ahead of time <laughs> no you know but if you start getting into the the stuff that they don't like because trump's holding a, a grudge here he's mad that they silenced him on social media he didn't like sure, that sure. if you recall he was the king of twitter for years so he can do it the other way. And now he calls the shots. Let's say Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi want to go on there and put their liberal values online. You know what? You're uh, spreading hate, Nancy. So fuck you. You're gone. Banned from the platform. And that's the kind of shit that could happen. This is a platform that's not an open conversation for everybody. Clearly. Because I was going to say where you have humans, you're going to have differing opinions and i don't think that there is a problem with that i think that you'll see a lot of people using this app probably getting themselves worked up into a fever pitch trying to disagree with the the people who are on truth because that's their political ideology i'm fucking like it let's not forget some people will probably go on truth and be like i'm fucking bored everybody agrees with me (laughs) (laughs) or maybe you will see those left leaders i I don't think you're going to see the voice of Leonardo DiCaprio represented on this platform no, on no. climate change. You're not going to see uh, George and Amal Clooney, their voice represented. The on The Pope isn't going to join anytime soon. No, you're not going to see Oprah. You're not going to see no. all of those, those influencers that do have a fairly major influence. Yeah. You won't get the tweet from Michelle Obama reminding you to be kind on the Truth app. You're not going to get any of that. It's going to be very, very centric and very political and likely controversial. If you join halfway through and start scanning through some of the content on there, you might even be surprised. I don't think this is going to be a regular run-of-the-mill sharing recipes and coordinating who's got (laughs) rapid tests. Right, right. It's not going to go down like that. No, In any case, it launches February 21st. I'll join the app. Not because I have any interest in contributing to it. I'm just curious to see what people are saying. take a look? Kind of eavesdrop, if you will? It's going to be kind of a a real deep x-ray into the soul of America. Because the way they're spinning this for Trump supporters, and roughly 50% of America still is, the way they'll spin this is that's a safe place for you to go, and you won't be judged if you say things that would not be okay on other platforms. I feel like this is so scary because there's no regular, if it's Donald Trump running the show, let's say, which we know it is, there's no actual regulation. So who's to say this guy, Donald Trump, doesn't make up a shit ton of profiles to make it seem more popular than it is? 
He might. I don't think he's going to have a problem getting users. I'm not saying that he will have a problem getting some users. I'm just saying I could see him faking some shit and going the opposite of what truth is and faking shit out to make it seem more popular than it is. I'm curious about it. Again, it is February 21st that launches. And if you want to read about that or any of our other top trending stories, just skip your ass on over to (laughs) scottandcat.ca. Thanks for listening to this episode of After 9. If you listen on Spotify, um, you might have noticed they have uh, a way that you can now rate the podcast. If you could do us a favor, if you like us, click that five stars. We appreciate it. If you don't like us, just leave it. Just ignore it. Don't worry about just, it. It's not even an option. Move just, along. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it only has five stars. It only goes up to five stars. That's what it is. I would have given it a six. You can only get five. I mean, you could tell us it's a six (laughs) if you want with your word mouth, but (laughs) with your words. But uh, no, Spotify only allows for that. And we appreciate everybody who's voted. I know there's a lot of people I checked. There's a lot of people that have already uh, rated us, and we appreciate that. You guys have a great Monday. As weird as that sounds in January, uh, it is cold out there. Fuck. I almost want to keep going with the podcast so I don't have to go start the car. (laughs) Freeze our tits off. I'm just going to stay here till tomorrow. <laughs> Do it. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Saget. Thank you. And a special welcome to our special one-hour special. This is a salute to boneheads. Thank you. <laughs> one guy. How do you know if you're a bonehead, you might ask? Well, you're watching this show, aren't you? I'm the only television father left that you can trust. That's what I'm telling you. I don't wear a cardigan sweater and have a pill dispenser and go, hey, 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 I'm not doing that. Want a pudding pop? Now, Bill Cosby, I don't know if you heard about it with all that's going on. I mean, I, with all the politics, that's like a relief. He was one of my idols. That guy was one of my icons. And when you watch an icon fall, I mean, I used to love his work. And, and, and it's just strange. And he now claims that he is legally blind so that he cannot identify women who are saying that he molested them sexually. But if you say that, isn't that like saying that if you weren't blind, that you could identify the women that are accusing you? If I was blind, I could definitely identify women that I had sexually molested. I'd be like, oh, that's not her, Your Honor. Oh, definitely not her. That's her. That's, I know her. That's Kathy. You have to write like Sharpie pen numbers on there. But if Bill Cosby was reading Sharpie pen numbers, it would mean he could see them, which means he's not blind. Arrest my case. Thank you very much. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.